0: Academy Digital Sessions.
1: Conversations on the legal topics affecting businesses and individuals today. In this episode, why do young people feel increasingly anxious about money and finance? Is there a gender gap in financial literacy? What challenges do young women and young female business owners face in the financial world? And how can they manage the risks of the current cost of living crisis? Hello, and welcome to the Mishkon Academy Digital Sessions podcast. I'm Lily Pope, a second year trainee solicitor and member of the Women and Wealth Initiative here at Mishkondorea. I am joined by Ola Majikudumi, founder and creator of All Things Money, an online platform designed to increase the financial literacy of young adults. Since starting the company in 2020, Ola has launched her own personal finance podcast, which has received over 20,000 downloads released seven different digital products, including ebooks, workbooks and financial planners, built a community of over 15,000 young adults across Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn, and worked with a number of well-known brands such as Wealthify, The Financial Times and GiftGAF, all before the age of 25. Ola, welcome to the Mishcon Academy Digital Sessions podcast. It's lovely to have you. And thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so first of all, Please, could you tell us a little bit about All Things Money, where the idea came from and why you started the platform?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. It's funny because you actually listed everything. I was like, God, that is quite a lot, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, so what inspired me to start the platform? So I graduated university in 2020 during a fun time called the pandemic. <laughs> um, so I had plans to move to Australia, which sadly got cancelled. So I guess during lockdown, I found myself with a lot of spare time, like many of us. Absolutely. Um, and I've kind of always been a budgeter slash saver slash the cheap friend apparently um, and taught myself how to invest in the stock market during that period and got some of my friends investing too and it quickly showed me how little we are taught about our finances from budgeting to saving to investing and everything else in between. So yeah, it led to the creation of All Things Money which started off as an Instagram page and now it's the community of over 15,000 which is just crazy.
1: It's phenomenal (laughs) what you've done. It's really interesting that you say all your friends you kind of talk about your finances together however did you see kind of a gap in the market for a platform like yours had you seen anything like that before
0: I guess I didn't know anyone other than one person that had a podcast doing the exact thing I did on Instagram until I then started the platform and then I quickly realized oh there's so many other people doing it which I guess is good and really important because it clearly is a gap in the market all of us have thousands of followers so again it just shows that there is a real need for this financial education online absolutely
1: absolutely I mean, I read a statistic recently from the London Institute of Banking and Finance that 81% of young people feel anxious about money and finance, which is actually a 14% increase from last year. Why do you think people are anxious about money? And um, why do you think it's increased over the past year? So
0: I think people are anxious about money, firstly, because we're not taught about it in school or university, I think. Everyone kind of listening to this podcast probably agree. If you have had the privilege of having financial education, I'm very jealous. And um, I think the majority haven't had that. So I think a lot of people have left university or school feeling very ill-equipped and are thrown into adulthood. You know, that means managing your bills. We mean, how do you set up your own bills? Trying to pay rent. You've got your first... Pay slip for some people. So, again, people are probably thrown into the deep end with having to manage their money, which leads to anxiety. And then I think it's increased over time because obviously we all know we're in a cost of living crisis. I think the news hasn't helped in terms of adding to that anxiety either. So, I think a lot of people are feeling increasingly stressed about their finances and how to move on forwards.
1: Absolutely. I think it's also an element of the overwhelm. Mm -hmm. So, with all the news that's going on at the moment, particularly in the UK with the cost of living crisis we're thrown headlines every morning on the news, on every platform that we're on, but we're not necessarily told how to fix it, where we can go to help fix it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important for platforms such as this to be on accessible sites such as Instagram and such as yours, which is why I think it's such a good initiative. I also think it ties in quite interestingly to the legal sphere. We're similarly, we're not taught in schools, basic legal education such as your rights I mean and yeah. how, how we can enforce our rights and particularly with the online community growing and with technology the development has increased so quickly and I think education hasn't really caught up in in, in that respect.
0: Yeah completely agree and again I think that's another space for maybe you Lily to enter <laughs> on the online space but I think you know we laugh about it but I think it is really important that people can leave school and university I think our generation is particularly a very well-versed with how to use social media. So finding creators like us or people that are teaching people how to know their legal rights, I think it's really important. But also it's just a sharing that we actually have to rely on, you know, these social media influences, I guess, to learn our financial need or financial basics.
1: Absolutely. And I think the word influencers gets a bad rep, mm-hmm. but I think there are positive influences yeah. out there. <laughs> um, so I think that's really important. So moving on, part of the Women in Wealth Initiative here at Mishcon is is looking to increase awareness about unique commercial, legal, personal challenges that women face in the financial world. From your experience, have you seen a gender gap in financial literacy? Are there any questions or particular topics that you get asked about specifically by women?
0: Yes. So the majority of my following, interestingly enough, actually online and on my podcast is around 70 to 80% women. So a lot of the questions I am getting asked are by women. And I guess a lot of questions that I am asked is, you know, how do I get on the property ladder? There's many single female that follow me on Instagram. So again, they are really keen to get onto the property ladder and are wanting to know tips and tricks on how to get on there. Obviously, as a single being, it's very hard to get on the property ladder, especially if you live in London. Credit scoring as well. I think that's another one that's really, really always asked as well by a lot of my followers. And interestingly enough, you know, I didn't know this before, but there is actually a credit score gender gap, which means that women are statistically less likely to have a higher credit score than men, which is very interesting. And it goes back to stereotypically more bills are in the men's name because of, you know, stereotypically they might run the household. So again, we have that as well as the gender pay gap as well. So yeah, there is definitely a discrepancy when it comes to finances and gender.
1: I think that point is really interesting. I mean, before this conversation, I didn't realise there was a credit score gap. Mm -hmm. I think only after I accessed your platform did I really understand what the credit score meant, how Mm -hmm. it would impact me in the future. And I think that's a really important bit of education that we need in order to develop our lives in the future the way we want to and the way we're sold also. So I think that's a really interesting point. I think also going back to your first point that most of your followers are actually women, is that something that surprised you? Is that something you feel like women don't currently have as many mentors as men, which is why they're drawn to your platform? That's a good question.
0: So I think for me, when I first started the platform, I wanted it to be for Everyone and anyone, I want to teach the whole world about how to manage their finances. And I just think my faith being a young woman, I think I've just have naturally attracted a lot more females, which is great. Because obviously, you know, there is still that discrepancy when it comes to gender and finances. So, yeah, I think... You know, it's good to see because, again, it just shows how many women want to get more of a handle on their finances. You know, I've heard many horror stories where, you know, women have been married to their husbands. They then get a divorce and then they're left completely blindsided and being left with nothing. So I guess it's really good to see how many women are actually interested in wanting to level up on their personal finances.
1: Absolutely. And I know the Mishcon Academy Digital Sessions podcast has touched in the past on how a lot of women typically live longer. So the wealth in their families does get passed down to them. But the knowledge unfortunately doesn't. So there is a discrepancy there, and that's something we find here at Mishcon. Because your audience is very much a young audience, in your experience in running the platform, what challenges do you think young women and, secondly, young female business owners face in the current financial climate?
0: So I think the biggest issue, I think, is for young women getting onto the property ladder, especially, like I mentioned, if you're a single woman. It's one thing to have to save for your deposit, which some people might struggle doing as it is. But, you know, I know many women that actually have managed to save healthy house deposits. However, sadly, at the moment, mortgage lenders will only roughly lend you four to five times your salary. So say, for example, I'm on a salary of £50,000. I'm left with £250,000 to buy a property. Now, I live in London, and that is just impossible to find a place that is going to be £250,000 worth. So, again, that is something that us, young single women are going to be struggling with. So I guess it's having that conversation with women just to kind of see if there's any other options they can kind of take. But I also
1: don't think we should be penalised for wanting to be single either and still want to get onto the property ladder. Absolutely. And I think traditions in the sense that in the business world we have moved forward. There are a lot more women in finance and yeah. in law. However, there is still a gap in the traditional finance space and business practices and frameworks that haven't caught up in the sense that the mortgage lenders and the banks shouldn't have the view that that young women shouldn't be penalised for not being as credit worthy. Because I think specifically in law, and I mean, you can tell me about the finance space, there are a lot more young women coming up. Mm. I mean, my co-trainee cohort um, are majority women. I know the one below me are as well. I mean, that's just an interesting point itself. How have you found the um, gender split in the financial world?
0: It's very interesting. So I guess A lot of my friends that are in the financial world are actually still men, a lot men. But I do know a lot of more women are taking up on those roles, which is great to see. And I love seeing women on LinkedIn, that are, you know, sharing their achievements, breaking in that industry, which is great. But again, you know, we do still have that issue. And I guess another thing that we kind of struggle with as well is negotiating pay rises, for example. So again, you know, I think stereotypically men are more forthcoming and more confident when it comes to wanting to negotiate a salary. I wouldn't say they're brash, but I think they are definitely have a more confidence to them. Whereas women are probably a bit stereotypically are more timid and hold back from having that certain conversation with their employers absolutely
1: and i'd like to just preface the conversation by saying that we are talking in general terms we're all individuals but i think it's interesting that although the thought school is that we are now all individuals and it's a lot more equal the traditional stereotypes do still um, stay and they do affect us but potentially more in subtle ways that we're not educated about Mm -hmm. essentially so so if we started the education earlier in schools, then hopefully that would be able to address that issue. Do you think there's any other things that we should be doing at the moment to increase financial education or just awareness in general?
0: Yeah, so I think, you know, outside of school and university, I think employers then are the next biggest people that are responsible for the financial literacy of, you know, their employees. Money is probably one of the biggest causes of stress for employees in the UK. So I guess employers do have a due diligence on looking after the financial well-being of their employees. So I think, you know, hosting workshops or getting external speakers or doing something that really, really looks after employees is really, really important at the moment. So I do think employers have that responsibility. Absolutely.
1: Just turning to the, the current financial climate, Very anxiety-inducing, as we've said. Do you have any advice for young female business owners or young women who want to start their own business but are are afraid in the current climate?
0: I think it's really important to not let the news affect what you're doing on your day-to-day. I think the news is doing a very good job of scaremongering, yes we're not probably in the best economic situation at the moment like absolutely i know things are getting tighter you know i felt the pinch everyone's feeling the pinch i do a lot of budgeting and i'm still feeling the pinch but i think you know don't let the news put you off if you can limit your news intake i think that's really important and yeah if you have an idea run with it but also i think it's really important that if you're a product-based business you don't want to pay out too much up front so just be mindful of those little things but again if it's a service idea go with it i think yeah if you have an idea, run with it. That's what I did all those years ago.
1: I say all those years ago, two years ago. <laughs> and I honestly haven't looked back. So yeah. Absolutely. And you started in the pandemic, mm-hmm. which is obviously one of the biggest crisis, <laughs> crises in uh, modern times. So yeah. I, I think you're a great inspiration for people who want to start their own thing. Thank you. Maybe to round it off, do you have any sort of top tips? I know your platform is really good for giving practical advice and that's what we need mm. we hear sort of big words yep. we hear big <laughs> concepts but I think the practical is what we really need so yeah. do you have any top tips
0: Yeah, so I guess number one and people we really roll their eyes at this but budget I think it's really really important to create that budget at the moment so if you're listening and you don't know what that is then a budget is essentially a financial plan that allows you just to kind of see your finances so you really want to have a good grip on where you are financially so you know what are your incomings what are your outgoings I know a lot of people probably will look over their finances it might be a bit scary and see that their expenses are a lot higher than what they may have been this time last year so you know having that look to see if there's maybe anything you want to cut out that's really really important and then also you might see that your expenses are really high at the moment so you know is there any other ways you can maybe increase that income so be creative with it the internet is our best friend at the moment there's so many ways you can make money online now so just being creative there and if you can also create a pot of savings so you know we know We may be heading towards a recession. I don't know. But yeah, having that pot of savings is really important as well. Just so you know you have money to fall back on. I think a lot of the anxiety around money is based on not having anything that cushions you. I think a lot of people do live paycheck to paycheck. So if you can have something that cushions you, God forbid if anything happens, at least you know you can have something to fall back on. And I guess lastly will be definitely to take care of your mental health. And I may say that by, you know, limit your news intake if you know it's having a negative impact on your mental health if you're struggling financially speak out as well so speak out to your friends family if that's overwhelming or too intimidating then also reach out to charities as well there's so many organizations out there such as mind step change which is the free debt charity christians against poverty there's so many organizations so yeah if you are struggling at the moment please reach out
1: i think i think that's amazing advice i think Speaking about finances is the real way where we're going to reduce the stigma. Yeah. To be honest, when when you speak about your problems and and it's that aspect of being vulnerable and potentially in careers such as ours, that's not been one of the the strengths that you've seen there. But I think that is really important to increasing education. Just speak about your finances with your friends, about how they negotiated their salaries. Yes, definitely. um, How they're creating their budgets, whether they think they need to save. I think that's really important to um, speak out as well. So, Ola, if anyone has any further questions or if they'd just like to look at your platform, where can we find you? Yeah, so I guess
0: I'm kind of everywhere at the moment, but my main platform is Instagram, which is at allthingsmoney underscore. I'm also on TikTok and Twitter with the same handle. I've also got a podcast of my own, which is the All Things Money podcast. And like Lily mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I have a number of different ebooks, which you can find at www.allthingsmoney.uk. And you also have a live event coming up. Yes, I've got my live event coming up soon. So yes, guys, grab a ticket, which you can find on my website as well.
1: Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ola. This has been really, really refreshing and I think it's a really important topic at the moment. So I just say, keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Thank you so much, Lily. Thank you for having me. I'm Lily Pope, and the Digital Sessions are a series of online events, videos and podcasts, all available at mishcon.com. And if you have any questions you'd like answered or suggestions of what you'd like us to cover, do let us know at at Mishcon.com.
0: The Mishcon Academy Digital Sessions.
1: To access advice for businesses
0: that is regularly updated, please visit mishcon.com.